chicks, no chicks, baby. Yeah. No chicks. Hey, yo, chicks, yo, check it out, y'all. It's only like 5% out of 100 Do it to Through the lights, cameras in action Glamour, glitters, and gold I unfold the scroll Plant seeds to stampede the glow When I'm deceased But in the beast Arise like yeast To conquer peace Leaving savages to roam in the streets Live on the run Police paying me to give him my gun Trick my wisdom with the system That imprison my son Smoke a gold leaf I hold heat Nonchalantly I'm grungy But things I do is real It never haunts me Wow Funny style niggas rolling a pal Booster heads profile On a bus to Riker's out Holding weed inside they pussy with their minds on the pretty things in life. Props is a true thug's wife. It's like a cycle. Niggas come home. Welcome back, everyone, to Jeff versus the World presents Hood Classics. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on, good sir? Ah, nothing much. About to do a movie that I've been looking forward to doing for a long time. I'm surprised you picked it. Yeah, um, because I've, I've had it sitting here in my mind in a while. I say, you know, and I will forget sometimes, but I, I've noticed now what I'm starting to do is just write down movies that I want to do like now or in the, in the next coming months. So just, I just won't forget. So, yeah, uh, and this the movie we're going to do this week is 1995's Heat, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, uh, directed by Michael Mayne. Uh First thoughts about this movie, Shahid? This movie basically is the pinnacle of heist movies. Like it ain't the first one, but it's the best one. And it came out 95 and I could have told you it came out 2015. And if you didn't know the actors ages, you believe me like this movie is timeless. Like this movie is 25 years old and it does not feel 25 years old at all. No. And that's like that's the ultimate compliment you can get to an old movie where I could pop it in right now and I don't have to use any excuses. I don't have to explain nothing and you can enjoy it for what it is. No caveats. Yeah. When was your first time watching this film? <laughs> From beginning to end? Yeah. The whole thing. Yes. It couldn't have been ninety five. So I'm gonna no. say, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say two thousand and five. No. Okay. Uh, 2010? No. Do I need to go back or forward? keep going forward? 2018. Oh, shit. My goodness. And it's weird because I thought I had, I had seen it. Like, I seen clips here and there. I seen the bait shootout scene like four or five times. I heard about it. Like, it's one of those movies where I knew so much about it. I swore I had seen it. And I was like, you know what? I've never watched it from beginning to end. So the like the definitive um, Blu-ray edition came out. Mm-hmm. I got it. I watched it, and I was like, "Wow, this movie ain't been touched." <laughs> like, no. there has not been a highest movie that has touched this since, and people have tried. And I'm trying to think if anyone came close. No, no, nothing came close. I'm a sucker for heist like, movies. So uh, yeah, Den- Den of Thieves is the closest. It ain't really close. It's like a the store brand version. It's like a nice second cousin. <laughs> it's okay. It's, I mean, the funny th- yeah, Den of Thieves is like the store brand version of like the Rolex version of this movie. Inside Man, 
I would say Inside Man is closest, but it's not really an action heist movie. It's a drama heist movie. Yeah. So it's different. But as far as like this type of movie, no. And it just shows what, like Michael Mann's an expert when it comes to this. And you have him at the top of his game and you have like the, the cast up and down is just Insane. stacked. And that's and that's one thing I notice about when we do movies. A lot of the movies we do have a fucking fantastic uh, cast, and this is just this might be the best or close to the best cast uh, movie we've done so far. Oh no doubt, because it's kind of like one the big thing: Al Pacino, Robert De Niro acting against each other. Hadn't been done before, right? Always one of those things. It was like you know, Rock and Johnson. It was like you know, you had the two top. Th- it would basically be. Tom Cruise and Denzel. Like, it was always like, you know, because like Pacino and De Niro were like the top. When they were at the top, they were the top of their era. You know, great character actors that were also in successful movies was always compared because they were around the same time and were another movies together. And this is them, not in the prime, but like, this is basically, I want to say, LeBron on Cleveland his second time. I, you know what I call this? And I said it last night uh, to my wife. I said, you know what this is? This is them basically saying, nah, we still got it. Just in case y'all forgot. Nah, yeah. we still can do this. Because yeah. this is right. Because basically, like, you know, they start off in the 70s. From late 70s to early 80s, they, like, super hot. Kind of cool off. Late 80s. And then from, like, early 90s to early 2000s, they just both hitting. And then... They go different directions, and we'll just leave it at that. But no, early like mid nineties, they still kind of like you know, I ain't dunking from the foul line, but I'll still dunk on you if need yeah. be. And it is, and it's doing it different ways. Because the Nero, if you know, it's like around the nineties. His thing is all like cool, cool and calm. He rarely raises his voice. He's always like has like, anything under control. But it's like you know, you always notice him, no matter what you do. Pacino, <laughs> ooh, I. I laughed when you were like saying like, oh, you know, Michael Mann was able to control him, not like Devil's Advocate. I'm like, it's probably been a, a while since you watched this movie you thought that. Because this man is, is okay. insane. And it makes sense because IMDB says like, he was in, like, you know, the first draft of the movie. He had a coke be on cocaine. Yeah. So, it, so again, I was kind of right because I don't know if Pacino just said, you know, he kept going with that idea. Like, oh, yeah, no, that's a great idea. I mean, he be, but, Cause it was just those outbursts were insane. <laughs> it but was you just, know the funny it, thing are they're they're distraction. Cause you see him all the time. He's just screaming and shouting and just chewing up scenery. He like what the hell is he doing? But notice the quiet parts when he not shout like one when he not shouting and screaming. He's just kind of like spitting that wise knowledge. And he's just like cool. He's like the same type of like, you know, like when a shark's done eating, like he's just chilling. Yeah. And it's this kind of thing where I appreciate it more. The, the first time I watched, it, I'm like, what the hell is he? What the hell is wrong with him? Because <laughs> it's kind of like it's that whole you used to like 90s Pacino just screaming like all over the place. You like just overacting. And this one is kind of like it's with a purpose because basically what this movie is about is self-aware hyper-proficient men that are great at one thing that they do and bad at everything else and the women who struggle and fail to accept that. Ooh. And 
That's because not just De Niro and not just Pacino. You know why this movie's so long? Because they flesh out everything. That's why. This movie's almost three hours long because you have Pacino and his home life. And not just, you know, spending time with his wife, but spending time with his stepdaughter. Multiple scenes. Like, you know, why is Natalie Portman getting all this stuff? Because it pays off in the end. You have De Niro and his whole thing. Like, you know, what somebody asked was Neil McCauley. And what did I say on Twitter? Uh, Right. You had a Kumba's moral compass. That was great. That was great. Because it's kind of like, you know, I do what I do. I don't be bothered with. Push come to shove. I can drop right away and bounce. No no ties, no connection. Like, I'm we cool, we cool. I got your back as long as I'm in here. It's time to go. It's time to go. If I got to put you down, I put you down. No hard feelings. But he, it ain't like he's a maniac or psychotic, but he has no problem, you know, putting that finger on the trigger. He also, what I noticed too, and maybe it was just me, you could tell uh, him and uh, Val Kimmer have a great relationship other than the other group. Like, you know, they, they're they a little more tighter than each other, all the other members. Yeah, let's get into that because, like, you know, Val Kilmer is just this whole – he's a loser that's self-aware. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly what he is. He knows why his, his wife is mad at him. It's not this whole thing. Like, he's just, you know, it's like I got a gambling problem. She mad because I ain't, you know, it's like you're doing all this and we still struggling. He know that. She know that. Like, you reach an impasse. But he's like, that's all I got. That's all I'm doing. She's my entire world. When he dropped that line, it's like, I can't, you know, this woman is my entire world. I can't, I can't think of life without her. And he plays that because it's easy to like play like, you know, I'm just a fuck up. But it's kind of like when he, when he gets into it, when he's doing his job, he is doing his job. Like he is just like the whole thing. Like Dennis Robin, I clock in, I'm the best what I'm doing. When I clock out, good luck. That's kind of like Val Kilmer. That's Val Kilmer's role in this movie but let me ask you this has there are there many characters in movies that are self-aware losers like they know oh uh, you know i'll be fucking up all the time I, i'm like it's, i'm drawing a blank right now i mean that. main characters yeah like you know that's basically john mcclain okay yeah yeah okay yeah for, no for the most part um like the whole because now it's a thing where it's like when you had the uh, flawed heroes before you became anti-hero, like anti-hero's whole thing is like, I'm always trying to justify it. It's like, I, I'm doing this for a reason and blah, blah, blah. And they can't embrace who they are. But no. 90s, you had that was more like side characters, but like Val Kilmer kind of plays it better than most people play it. Cause he's like, he knows who he, most everyone in this movie knows who they are. Tom Sizemore, <sighs> It is something about him. Like whenever I see, he just looks like he's just dangerous. Yeah, those. I don't eyes. care what movie he's in. Like Passion Fifty Seven is like, oh, he cool, cracking jokes, Wesley Snipes. It's just something. I don't know if it's the drugs. <laughs> it's like that too. It's just something. He he just got this look like he got that stare yeah, I'm too. I'm smiling, joking. I will strangle you. He's got that death stare too. Like uh, I will fuck you up right now. <laughs> um. I think, um, and I want to go back to Pacino because we talked about this uh, last night a little bit. I think, I, well, you know where I went wrong at? And when I told you about, well, you know, Pacino was wilding out in 97 and Devil's Advocate. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay. Because I had Devil's Advocate playing this morning. And when I, what I saw or what I came to an epiphany was is that that insane third act in Devil's Advocate 
was needed. That I think that's what the role was intended for because it's like, oh, I'm the devil. Ah! And they wanted him to go there with it. So here it was like you said, it was more of a distraction more than anything else. So yeah, I can see where I was wrong and wrong in that. It's basically like he's doing that because he's based like his whole, because not just Val Kilmer himself, where Sells out, but he's like, look, I live this life. I'm on my third marriage. I know it's trash because this is the life I live and this is all I know how to do. And you can never get as close as you want to because trust me, you don't want to get as close. And he basically explained that. This whole thing is kind of like, you know, yeah, I'm a cowboy. I got a fucked up home life, but I'm great at my job and I enjoy doing my job and I accept that my home life is the way it is and I'm just going to wild out. But when I'm when I'm not, I can put you down too. But it's back to the whole thing. It's kind of like, you know what's weird about this movie? What's that? It's a lot of women. Yeah. And they get time to shine too. And most times action movies, you might get one and most two. But it's kind of like you have Al Pacino's woman fleshed out. You have Robert De Niro's woman fleshed out. You have Val Kilmer's wife fleshed out. And a regular movie would not have Dennis Haysbert's storyline. That would have got cut out. It would have served no purpose. Because you want to like, he doesn't show up to like what 25, 30 minutes in. Yeah. And he went like, you know, why is the guy from Way to Accept like why is he in here? He just a cook and anything like that. And they flesh it out. He has a whole character arc that serves a purpose at the end. And what this movie does is it fleshes out enough people so you care about what happens to them. You just don't put them in there. Like, you know, Natalie Portman being his messed up stepdaughter wouldn't matter in a normal movie. Mm-hmm. But you see enough about her, how she feels about her dad, how she feels about him, their interaction to by the end of the movie, why they're having their problems, but why they love each other. Like it matters because they flesh it out enough that to make you care. You care about Dennis Haysbert's like journey. Like, you know, why this woman stuck into this guy that's just a fry cook and trying to live the good life, trying to do the normal thing. It's like, you know, because she knows how hard it is for ex-cons and he's still trying to do the right thing. Yeah, he tried. And you can sympathize with her while still understanding why he makes the choice he make. Because it's kind of like, you make a minimum wage and you take a 25% of my salary? I heard that. I was like, I I must have forgot that line. I just looked up and was like, what? <laughs> and if you complain, you sending me, I'm you sending me back to jail if I got a problem with it? What? Yeah, that like, I'm, shit. I'm watching that in 2020. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm, I'm robbing a bank. <laughs> yeah, because this, uh, yeah, this ain't gonna work. I can do the whole song and so, dance. Yeah. So you like you have all those things going on. Whew. Wayne Crow. <laughs> Boy. Oh, I need to get into it. Before we start talking about the snaps of the movie. You know the funny thing about this movie I realized watching it yesterday? What's that? This team is real good at their job, but they're bad at everything else. Yeah, they suck. If it ain't if it ain't work, they all suck. But even like work involved, I'm kind of like, you trust like you didn't do a, a background check on Wayne Grove, see how he moved. You think he's gonna be cool, Vance? Saying, oh, it's in the business, you know, he dirty, so he can make a double profit. He understand how it go. We ripped him off. It'll be cool. Psst, word. 
You you think so? You gonna rip off? You gonna rip off somebody? Be like, oh, it's it's just a nature of business. As long as you're making a profit anyway, you'll be fine. That is not how it works. And that, yeah, it was kind of like, it was a lot of people moving kind of like, I don't know how you're moving, anything like that. And I know you feel a certain way about John Voight and his mullet, even though John Voight was my favorite character in the movie. Like that man was just smooth. He was all, his whole thing is he always knew how to handle his business, but he let people do that. But you say it's a free country, brother. I mean, tell people the information, but he wasn't forcing nothing. It was like, I wouldn't do it, but if you do it, you do it. He his character was really great. It was just I was that fucking hair. That's just me. It bugged me. I was like, just seeing though, I was like, his hair, what the fuck is going on with that thing? Yeah, that hair is wild. Cause you see him in that, and then it's like, (laughs) it ain't that much longer. He show up in like Transformers looking like a a senator. I was like, what is this? But you know, I get it. Whatever. Uh, I'm just yeah, nitpicking. And yeah, that and it's kind of like you just think about all the people in the movie. Like Danny Trejo not even in the credits. And that's what I was telling you. I said, <clears throat> when I said, I forgot some people was in the movie. He was number one on the list. I was like, Danny Trejo in this? What the hell? It's, it's been early years. Danny Trejo. And not only that, it's kind of like he has like he does more in this lane like Desperado. Like this is it's funny, like He's had a hell of a career. Mm-hmm. He did a like he's in a lot of stuff back in the like early late 80s, early 90s. And then he started becoming a name. Cause it's kind of like Desperado comes out. Then I think he's in Heat. And then Con Air. Like by the time Con Air comes out, he's in the, people know who he is. Then it's kind of like, oh, it's not the guy, it's not the scary looking dude with all the tattoos. It's like, oh, that's, that's Danny, Danny Trejo. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny. He does all that, and then he ends up starring his own movie. Like Machete come out what? A deck over a decade after this comes out. Yeah. He had he man had a hell of a run. Still having a hell of a run because it's still working. Still having a hell of a run. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of people, a lot of people in this movie ain't working no more. Some of them not even alive anymore. Yeah. So it's just something, but they're like this cast, this just shows when you have a great director and a great cast, you can make magic. And I would be remiss to say, it's the not talk about the bank scene. That bank scene hit. Like that scene is insane. I remember people talking about it, and I watched it the first time. I surround sound. And and I read about how they did because he basically like you know normally they put the gunshots in post production they had an ADR he's like nah I want to put mics next to it so it so it's heard different and I've ever heard I haven't heard it like this since like that shit hit like so, it's it just it's and it and it's funny where a lot of people use this like you know the proper way to like you know defend yourself under fire retreat. And this that was an inspiration for like real life stuff. Yeah, didn't the Marines like take that take that scene and show yeah. it to like the new new recruits or whatever? Yeah. And like they had it was like a bank robbery that was like, you know, inspired by this and not the one where the dude had the um the armor on. You remember that? Vaguely. Yeah, like the man he had like it was a it wasn't like a bank robbery. He had like a it was like a shoot. I don't remember if it was a bank robbery, he had like a shootout and he had like an armored suit on. And that shit lasted like over an hour. He's <laughs> basically built like Robocop. Fucking right. That's what I'm about to do. Los Angeles. Um, and what I've, what I've, 
found interesting about this whole uh, bank scene and what the guns is, I got to believe in my mind, the directors all across the world have seen this scene. And, you know, they may have thought about, but I'm going to do it the same way and see it again and be like, never mind, fuck it. He got it. You got this one. <laughs> like, it ain't no more, no, ain't no reason for me to try it because I, I haven't seen anybody mic, I haven't heard or seen anybody mic those guns like he did. Because I'm listening to my TV. I'm like, God damn, these guns hitting. And they, I'm just listening on TV. Guns are loud. Because <laughs> it's like, you're just watching the movie, you hear that background music, and you see Val Kilmer smiling in the bank. One second he's smiling, the second he see Al Pacino, oh, he's he like, he won't even wait. No hesitation. He's like, all right, light him up. I just put my two credits in, press start. And that shit just... No, the only person... That's kind of like... The only person competing with Michael Mann is Michael Mann. Yeah. And really the only movie like with a violence kind of like that sound hit is Collateral. Which almost feels like a sequel to this. Yeah. You know, you're right. I didn't even, I forgot about Collateral. Yeah, you shouldn't, because that's the movie we're doing next. So, spoiler alert. But, um, that's what's up. Yeah, he, uh, he's just an awesome movie. And let's just get into it, because it's. Okay. First it of, is too hard. I forgot how long this I, shit is. I, 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 before we damn. get. Once you drop the synopsis, we are not going to go through every scene, because this fucking movie is. No. <laughs> no. It's three hours long. So, uh, you may hit or miss here and there. So, y'all just. Bear with us or go watch the movie yourself <laughs> if you want the little small details of stuff, but go ahead. So, Neil McCulley and his gang, after, you know, completing the job, has one last job while dealing with outside forces, including fellow criminals, former member of the team, and cowboy cop Vincent Hanna, played by Al Pacino. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. Like this is it's a team that's together, and it was funny. Like you talk about how close they are. It's kind of like they're all close to varying degrees. You know, like Val. You know, Val Kimmer's over his crib when he's drunk. They know each other's wives. They all eating together. It's kind of like I at first I don't know that. Then I'm like, you know, is Danny Trejo there? Then he's there with his wife. Chilling. So it's like, all right, he just he's just not the driver. Because I was wondering about, because the vibe oh, is kind of like yeah, different with him compared to the rest. But I think that's more kind of like, you know, the actor. Yeah, I can see that. Because I think when I, I think when I saw it when I was younger, I was just like, the fuck he do? <laughs> I was just questioning that. Like, why he there? Don't he just drive? And then, you know, older, I'm like, nah, he kind of like part of the family. Like, he do, he, he play his role too. Yeah, if you're not part of the family, you're not getting invited, you're not having yeah, family you ain't dinner having with everybody. Day, yeah, pretty much. They all out eating. So... It starts off, you know, Neil McCulley's in there, dressed, you know, Los Angeles night, steals an um, ambulance. Val Kilmer, Chris Sahelius, I think he's in like Arizona buying explosives. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, so you're showing how comedy are, like they doing different things to plot for this next thing. And then you see Tom Sizemore, who, okay, we need to talk about Michael Chirito. He don't need the money. Nope. He's this rich. Man, this man is rich. They pointed out. Got your stocks. You got real estate. You got the T-bonds. Your wife took care of you well. You see that big ass like ringy guy like that. And what do you say? I'm in it for the thrills. The kicks. That man just said it for Got to pick up a baby. It's a shield. I'll do it. 
Man, oh, oh, man. that part still gets me upset. I'm like, yo, you ain't shit, yo. Here's the thing. This movie reminds, like, you know how a lot of times you watch movies, you be rooting for the bad guys because they, so, they cool? Yeah. They might be cool, but they ain't good. And they remind you plenty of times from Jump Street, like, don't be rooting for them. So funny thing about that. Uh, me knowing, just me being who I am when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, I'm rooting for Batman just because it's Batman. This is where Val Kimmer was Batman. <laughs> so I was just like, fuck it. You know, you know, when I saw like everything happened, I'm like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be rooting for this guy. And then when I definitely got older, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck was I thinking? Look, he just wanted to love his woman and it's just, it ain't his fault. He'd been on the wrong team to Super Bowl. <laughs> Stop Super Bowl Stop. March Madness wiped me out, brother. Oh my God, what time Damn. was it? It was 95. Was he putting his money on the bills? Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, they planted this, and Michael Chirito's there driving his truck and picking up. For some reason, they need another member of the, of the, for the crew. <sighs> and Wayne Crow, and I'm like, <sighs> even now, watch this movie. I know it supports the plot. I'm like, this this smart, well knit, well oiled machine is picking up this clown. We just getting the pickup. Oh, <laughs> and you want to run? Basically, <laughs> hey, out there. Let me get another drink. Let me fill up. Let me get another iced tea. This is good one truck. His name Wayne Grow. He out there talking. Oh, y'all work together. This first time. Maybe I'll do well with this. I work out. He like look slick. Stop talking. I'm trying that shit. And he tried to eyeball Tom Siles or Tom Siles more like wasn't looking then looked at him like you heard you heard what I said. Wayne Grove didn't want no beef. No. So anyway, their whole thing was to take over this armored truck. So the plan is use the ambulance to slow down the truck. Cause like you see an ambulance lights on, you're gonna slow down, stop. And then they stole like a big construction truck to knock over the armored car. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool plan. They know they got three minutes to the to the call in. They got everything timed out, so they knock over the truck, blow down the door. The, you know, throw um stun grenade in there, and then you see them like they can't hear anything. They all shocked, and Wangro all you know shaking his hand like talking about move, don't move. They looking at like they can't hear you. Yeah, the fuck are you saying? Didn't somebody say that to him yeah. too? It's like they can't hear you. Yeah, you see that smoke coming out. You see the smoke coming out their fucking ears. They can't hear you. So meanwhile, they are there, and they're not touching the cash. They, ain't, you know, they just want the um bearer bonds. And it's one of those things where these professionals, you steal what you need. Don't waste your time with other stuff. You don't got the time. It ain't worth it. Why most criminals get caught? Because they're dumb and greedy. Yes, and they're either dumb or greedy, as we saw with Triple Frontier. <laughs> Even when they smart, they get greedy. <laughs> and boy, we'll leave that movie alone. So anyway, they got got what they looking for. Wangro all like, you know, shaking his arm. I told you not to fuck with me. What you be looking at me? You looking at me. You know how somebody be club like you eyeballing my Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> he straight he shoots them for no reason. Other guy goes to PC, shoots them. And that whole thing is kind of like, all right, you once you kill one cop, gotta kill him all. between one and like yeah. no witnesses. Give him the eyeball, kills him, gets out the way, drops down the um the drops down the, the um, spikes, the road spikes. So when police cars come after him, boom, the car is out. Blow up the ambulance, no trace, no, no muscle, no fuss. So this group is professional. They get this stuff done. When push comes to shove, they had no problem killing people. And Wayne Grove is a maniac. 
Absolute maniac. And I'm just wondering where they got this man from. If you ever wanted to know why somebody uh you was ever got on 2K and you went to the park and you couldn't jump on somebody's team, that's the exact reason why. <laughs> Wayne Crook. Um, what would you? Uh, I don't know. I didn't play with people I know it. Yeah, exactly. And we out, out there shooting 30-foot layout, you know, shooting 30-foot fadeaways. I used to, I used to play across the block. Like, uh, no, I'm trying to hit that shit. So, yeah, we're going to jump around. So, eventually, you know, the whole thing is they got the split. And it's these bear bonds that's owned by Roger Van Sant, who's a money launderer. He's not worried about losing the money because they are insured, so he'll get insured for the money anyway. So, their, their whole um, plan is sell these bear bonds back to him. So he gets the bearer bonds that he had and he gets the insurance money from them. Mm-hmm. So he gets a profit. They get a profit. No muss, no fuss. That's how I go. We ain't know. It's just the price of doing business. Now will go as well as you think it go. As far as Wango go, <laughs> he up in there at the restaurant. They out there like eating pie or anything like that. Just chill like, you know one, you go eat none of your pie. <laughs> He the motherfucker said started some shit. They try like shit ain't happen. It's, it's it's hitting, and Neil come in there and start choking the shit out of him. And why somebody start money business? And boy, Chirito looking at him like, what you looking at? My, eat your food. Yeah, so I Read your paper. You better sit there and eat your damn food. That look he gave is so damn menacing because he know the whole thing is he ain't trying to look mean and tough. He just looked like a damn like. I'm just looking for a reason. Yep. Like I, I just got out. He 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 is. You know what he is? He is absolutely what you think Batman is without a code. He's a he, he's just out here for the thrills and kicks and rich. Just out here, like try it. Just try it. You don't want to try it, but I hope you like. You don't want to try. I hope you try it. So mm-hmm. anyway, the whole thing is he fucking up. They gonna kill him. And Wangro no, because Wangro like I'm just gonna come out here because they talk like you know we go. I took his money. We just gonna split it here because it's fuck right here. Like Wangro, I know what's going on. He just oh, do, 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 do. I'm just gonna walk out here like it ain't no problem. So they about to murder him in the trunk. Cop come, a cop car goes by, and he had a smoke grenade just vanish. <laughs> like a damn ninja, y'all ain't hit his. Like he rolled, on the, he rolled on the car and bounced. They like what the hell he go? So. Wangro will come back later, multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, we get the other side of the coin. Vincent Hanna, Al Pacino, here breaking down the crime scene. Tumbo, y'all gonna take this old thing like they're like a liquor store, <laughs> like a rival. Like you know, he's like he love. He's like a type that love professional. He just over here just eating up scenery. He's like they came, boom, shot these three men here. Once they killed two. What's the point of killing two or three? Don't leave no witnesses. Execution shot. Great spot. Multiple points of exit. Security cam probably out. Like, these are pros. You know, they use the professional charges. This is, he seems like the type, like, good. He's got What's the man from Point of Visible? A challenge! <laughs> oh, and I think the uh, substitute for his coke habit was that damn gun. Gum. Because he was just chewing every fucking scene. He would pop that gum and... Like, oh yeah. my god! 
lean, you know, we're going to lean on the people, find out what's going on. So they start hitting the fences. And just in case you ain't sure if Al Pacino is cool, Al Pacino, send him with Al Pacino. He start, you know, what's going on? I heard you heard something. Well, I don't know anything, but maybe my brother do. <laughs> <laughs> you what you got? You what you got? Like, he's like, what the fuck? He just starts shouting. I, I, like, he all cool. Like, you just, don't be pulling my motherfucking chain and just start shouting at people. I'm just started laughing. I absolutely believe that actor was scared as shit. He was just like, what the fuck is wrong with the Al Pacino? Hank Azaria said that scene comes on later. We turn off the ass. He yeah. was like, that was ad lib. And Hank Azaria was like, I did not know what's coming. I know he's going to shout at me. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? <laughs> Cause did get the actor I'm sure a lot of going on. Cause he's like, what the fuck? I'm reading this. Is this? I missed the script. <laughs> That's how the black dude was like. He was like, uh, am I still? Is y'all still rolling? What the fuck is happening? Oh, let's talk about his team. You know, two members team. Sagat himself, West Duty. Oh, and bubbled up himself, Nicholas Wilson Williamson. Yo, it, you know, it took me like halfway through the movie. It's like, oh shit, that's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he got a full head of hair and no, yeah. no eye patch. <laughs> oh, shit. God damn, Bubba Gump. You know Bubba Gump? Yo, Bubba Gump be getting work, too. I forgot he was in it. That's another person I forgot and was he, in it. And he talked about the whole thing. Like, people still call me Bubba Gump. 20, 25 years. I'm surprised you speak well. God damn. Why your lips ain't that size? Y'all don't relax. I am an actor. <laughs> Motherfucker. So they're whole. They're trying to find out what's going on and try to break it down. So eventually they end up finding out, thanks to my man Tone Loke. Snitch. Also in this movie is that, you know, I was butcher, you know, this guy and used to work Folsom. He's talking about nothing going on. He's talking about so much that I knew something was going on. So let's ask like this. I knew something big was going on, man. Call it by Slick. And that's the bum that saw the, the robbery heard him say Slick. It's like, oh, yeah. Alias Slick. How you gonna find somebody like what the doctor style? The reference Slick? <laughs> find an alias, his name Slick. That's all it take. Just find a Slick. In Los Angeles. Yeah, that's a that's 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 kind of a hard thing to do. They made it seem easy though. Yeah, so eventually they find out it's Chirito based on that, and then they try to find known associates with him, thanks to him snitching. So meanwhile, you start getting the whole family thing. They get advanced from their job, and you see, you know, Val Kilmer there with his wife. That's all you got. We out here living all this time. It's like we going sideways. Like you know, we just we just not moving. I want to move in life, Chris. And he's like, all right, look, chill. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. And then he just start knocking shit. You know how people start nagging you? You start knocking shit down. He, you know what you believe? Like, I hope. He's like. <laughs> Up enough, like shut the fuck up. If you want to leave, leave the checkbook and the keys on the desk. And he just bounced. Mm-hmm. Cause it's kind of like he loves her, but look, what you want me to do? I, I put my money on the bills. What the fuck? You know what happened? You know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of mad cause he knows she's right. Cause he see how everybody else is living. And but it's kind of like you know I got a gambling problem. Yeah. So they all look at like you know it is what it is. He got the whole gambling problem. He got that. So 
Then you get Vincent Hanna's home life. He there with, you know, his dangerous wife, you know, out here with step, you know, <laughs> Natty Portman's stepdaughter. I'm trying to find my parade. Not the blue one, the red one. He's coming. I gotta again. find the red one. Help me find it. He's coming. He's gonna be I'm gonna be late. I cannot be late. Yeah, she she she's upset. And she playing it like a ups like a upset teenager with like issues. Deep rooted issues. Like Natalie Portman been doing this for a long time. And she's yeah. been good for a long time. Yeah, really. I think people forget how good she is. Yeah. Cause it's kinda like a lot of child actors don't become good adult actors. Don't even just flame like, out. They flame out, they quit, or they age and they like, you know, don't look the way they used to look. It's like, you know, Natalie Portman's still doing it. And she don't get light because she's the worst type of thing. She's smart. People cannot stand smart women in Hollywood. They're smart and know they're smart and don't take any bullshit. It's like, oh, she's difficult. She a bitch. Uh-huh. She went to college. What huh? I just, what I tell you off air, does she know her worth? Yeah. Yeah. So fuck all that dumb shit. They be, everybody else be talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, she just left Thor because she didn't like how they was going. Who the hell she thinks she is? And boom. Nobody I'm, I'm back. Nobody heard she is like, yeah, I left because they lied. And I came back because they kissed my ass enough. Right. See? Shit, well, shit works out when you know you're worth, kids. Uh, and he's trying to whole juggle that whole thing. Dad, tomorrow, you know, it's her asshole dad come to pick him up. So all that stuff going on. So this whole thing is he'd been married twice. His wife number three. She liked the thrill. She liked the date because she liked the whole thing. Like, you know, she liked the thrill of being married to a cop. That's like a cowboy cop while hating the fact that's kind of like it's just a big part of his life that will never be open to her with good reason, as he explains later. So that, you know, that goes on. And then you got Neil just chilling. Oh, and his girl, Amy Brooklyn. So his girl, what you reading? What book about rocks? (laughs) Oh, about rocks. I see. You like rocks? You care about what I'm reading for, lady? <laughs> Yo. Yo. <laughs> you sound like me. Like the fuck you want. That's, I dead ass say that. I said, damn, chill out, Shahid. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, it ain't me. But you like, why you care what I'm reading? Yeah, what you being so no, she's shooting her shot. Relax, motherfucker. I just saw you coming here a few times, things like that. Like, I'm sorry. You're like, oh, shit, my bad. Yeah. It's about rocks. Rock salesman. And then they go from being all awkward. They start talking. Where are you from? You know, I was here. I grew up here. And, da, 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 da. and they just came, like they have great chemistry, like middle age, kind of like we're grown and old. And boom, yeah, it went from why the fuck you were with my book of rocks to let me, let me smash those rocks. Usually shit like that would annoy me. But it, for the flow of the movie, it just worked. I was like, OK, I can see that. Yes, so that is the flow of the movie. So that's how that. So that's settled up, and then you get introduced to Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, I worked the grill. Yeah, I was a great grill man. I was real good with the bird. All right, here you gonna be taking trash, mopping the floors, and cleaning the toilet. I get twenty five percent of your check. If you go, go ahead, call. That's how it is. You complain, you violate your parole. I'll say you was drunk high, and they will lock your ass in prison. Yeah. All right, what you looking at? Get to work. He like what the fuck this. <laughs> this motherfucker walked back and it was like damn near what? Nineteen sixty something. This motherfucker said, I'm gonna take twenty five percent of your check. What? 
And if you complain, I will have you arrested. And people talking about, why don't you just work hard, pull yourself up by your bootstraps? Mm-hmm. And this man cut the damn straps. <laughs> you be all right. You don't need no straps. Just get up. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back to go back to what I was doing. Yeah, pretty much. So their whole plan is kind of like, oh, we're going to, you know, Van Zant. This is the whole thing about Van Zant. Played by my man, William Fickner. Whenever you see him, I don't trust him when he's playing a good guy. <laughs> I just don't. It's just some people like him, Michael Shannon, Dave, it's this David Morse. It's like certain people they got a certain you see their face. Like you may not know the name. We see their face, like, oh, he about to fuck something up. This is a fuck boy right here. Like he never like villain number one, but he if he always like villain one A. Mm. Like whatever he out, it's cause he got that narrow ass face. It's like he just awesome play, and it's funny. Um, Christopher Nolan said his him being in this inspired to have him in the Dark Knight. Nah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because he because he all cool. Like, oh yeah, you got my bill. Understand like that. I'll just give you a number me like that. And old blackhead Henry Rod's like, you gonna do no business with them? Are you like, nah, I'm gonna kill the motherfuckers. You need to steal from me. Bring in the paperwork from the Caymans. Like, didn't drop a beat. Yeah. So yeah, he fucked up. Guess what? But he just pretended to be cool. Oh, is he? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, chomp. Uh huh. Because what what happens, Mister Man? We're gonna set up, meet this whole place, and just so you realize that these are professionals, they know it's like you know. You just see Neil there. They gonna meet this one spot. So Neil's at the one spot in the car. Got Chris on a sniper rifle. With surveillance from a you know elevated position, and you got Chirito there just in case. So they throw it in, you know, because they try to throw a bag in there, end up being paper. Try to get the okie doke. They see him as like on your right. Hit him with the car. Fucked up his whole way. Kills the one dude. Other way you try to run on foot, and you know you don't care when you shoot. When you shooting through the window of your own car, you know you down for that work. Hey, you noticed I was doing. They were doing that a lot in this movie too. Like more than one person was like, just fuck it. Nah, I'm shooting out this one. Yeah. This ain't my car. <laughs> so the other dude gets shot, tw- gets shot by Neil, gets shot by Chris, gets run over. And then the third dude tried to get away. Chirito out there with the shoddy takes him out. So they they had no intention to pay him. And that bites Van in the ass. He's like, he calls in there, like, oh, yeah, that's what I hear. I was like, you know this, you know what this is. Oh, I know what this is. The pickup, all right. He's like, don't worry about your money. Like, you don't worry about your money. Like, you know you're talking to. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm talking to an empty phone because a dead man on it. Right. And they all in there. The back of this restaurant with suits on, just piss. And Van Zandt went from like I'm all cool, corrected to just I am shookity shook, like DJ Academics. <laughs> Because the rest of the time you see him, he like doing like he took a bath. He just shook. I'm in my office. Nobody gonna come get me. <laughs> Fucking chump. Oh shit! You want to play gangster? Mm-hmm. Life. So anyway, once they you know once they found Chirito's part of the thing, they start scouting them, see what's going on. And next job, there's multiple jobs going on. They just robbed the bear bonds. And then they're going to rob this precious metal job. 
and then set up a big job. So the money from the bear bonds is going to set up the money for the big job. Mm -hmm. The big job is rob this bank. This whole, this dude in a wheelchair, like, oh, you know, I got information, anything like that. I know they come in, $12.2 million. You're like, 12.2? How you know about this? It's just in the air. They just send out in the air. I just know how to grab it. So I'll give it to grab. All you got to do is grab it. And it's just kind of like, that is so true. If you know what you do, it's just, it's like a whole world that we don't live in where it's like, you know, not the people on Twitter that be acting like, yeah, I'm hustling or like that. It's like, no, people who just get stuff done and stuff that you, if you're not in that world, you, you never don't know. know what's going on and you don't want to know. Right. Like, ain't no half stepping in all, all of that. Cause it's kind of like bank robbers, fencers, all that stuff. They all know each other. Mm-hmm. And you just can't, some no name just jumping in and expect to be like, you know, notice cause it's kind of like, I always make a joke. People who buy drugs know where to buy drugs. They don't just walk us on. You sell crack? <laughs> Can I tell you a funny story? Go ahead. <laughs> I was because I was thinking about that. I was this I live in North Carolina. I was going to a barber shop on a Saturday. And I was walking to a bar. It's like three blocks away from my house. And I'm walking there. And some car drove up to me and asked me, like, you got drugs? And I was like, what? Some white dude, bro. I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to buy some crack. And I'm looking at him like, no, I don't like, don't like a damn crack. They're like, no, bye. Rolls up the window, leave. Soon as he leaves, he makes, he turns, left, left turn. I don't know if it's coincidence. I don't know if it's planned. I, who knows? Squad car drives right by. Mm-hmm. They thought you, they were trying to set you up. It's, it's Saturday, like 6.30 in the morning. It was a crack selling time. I don't know nobody trying to beat. I don't know trying to beat the morning sun that's out here slaying on the streets of Durham in front of Barbara. I was, and I thought about that for the whole time. I'm like, you got to have a lot of gold. It's come a random black person ask if they sell crack. I haven't got crack, but I've got that weed before. Oh, you got any weed? You got any weed to sell? Well, I may say you got any choke. I was just like, what? He said you got any choke. I was like, nah, bro. Do I like the like what the. F- who do I look like? I was so I was so offended. I'm like, you just saw a random black person trying to get a shape up. Yes, if he's slinging crack. I mean, so, come on, man. You know what it is. You were black and they wanted to set yeah, your black ass up. Yes, I know exactly what it was. I was still offended. And I had the right to be offended. Yeah, you're right. You had the right. You got any crack? I want two cracks. You should hit that. You should hit that. Man, who the fuck was selling and buying crack at six thirty? That's what I was. I was saying. I'm like, you know what time it is. So anyway, they go back there. So the, so they were going to use the money from the bear bonds that they were going to sell to fund the next job, but they didn't. But they like, you know, Neil's like, no, where I got it, money I put. So Chris, the only person that got money issues. You don't hear Trejo complain about money. Mike living real good. And Neil don't buy nothing. He, you know, I don't got no furniture. Where your furniture at? So I'll get around getting it. We gonna get married. We can get around to that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that whole thing is they're gonna, you know, rob these precious stones, sell those, and then rob the bank. One last thing. Because it's got some stuff issue. Because there's some home stuff going on. Because, you know, ask the generator to bounce. 
She called like, oh, where Chris at? Chris over here sleeping off. What's going on? Family truck. So he's sleeping on. Like, what happened? You struggle with your money? Yeah, man. <laughs> Super Bowl March Madness just wiped me out. Why she mad at you? Ain't enough steaks in the fridge. He know. Yeah. I mean. He knows. He knows, but like it's it's I don't know it's I don't know if I want to say fatherly or brotherly relationship that they have. It's like I right, I know what's up with y'all. I know what's going on, and I don't feel that everybody else knows as far as what's going on with him and his wife. Just but just so, with De Niro. Yeah, they probably not. I, I bet you. I bet you. Um, Sizemore know because they seem like that's a close knit thing. I don't know. If Trey Holt, Noah care. He just got his Anna. That's all he care about. So, <laughs> and they care enough about where you know he goes to the crib. Is like I'm leaving anything like that. Da, 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 da. You know who you seeing anything like that? Who you know? Cause he find out she messed around the side. He don't care about the whole thing. He just don't want him knowing. Like don't mess up the money. Mm-hmm. I, I kill my ass. Like look, he gonna get his life together. If he don't, I'll I'll fund a new start for you. Yeah, give him one more That's chance. A friend right there. Yeah, I, uh, whew, I don't know. I don't know no friend to do that shit for me. They get involved like that. If it ain't working out, then I'll pay for you to have a fresh start. Ooh, we got money, money. Mm-hmm. Enough money to get a fresh start. Breaking news before we get back to the movie. So, Nita Costa, who directed the upcoming Candyman movie, mm-hmm. she's been selected to direct Captain Marvel 2. Good stuff. I like to hear stuff like that. First black woman to direct a Marvel movie, because besides, because Ava DuVernay was like, I'm too good to do what y'all tell me to do. <laughs> I'm just playing with that whole joke. But it's just kind of this. Oh, Marvel been making moves. Salute. Back to heat. Yeah. So that's the whole family stuff going on. They're trying to figure that out, pull the thing out. So by then, you know, they're on the radar. They starting to track them or anything like that. They about to steal the, the precious metals. They in there. They got the whole thing planned, you know, right tools, everything like that. And it is waiting. And it's waiting like, hey, you know, wait till they get there. And then we move. Come on, motherfucker. <laughs> it's all like a, just waiting. And how they how they slip up? Some dude just leaned against the truck. <laughs> Made a noise. Oops. <laughs> and Robert De Niro and Neil just looks like the fuck. He just looking. Walk. Yeah. We walk. I'm almost in there. We walk. And they leave. Nobody, you know, like, you know, you know what another thing I noticed? Nobody challenges De Niro in his group. They what he say goes. That's it. They know. They know. And they're a close-knit team. They trust them. They know. So this whole thing is like, and you can't have that whole can't be no mega trying to star scream shit in the field. Oh boy. Let's not even go there. Save, save that on the sideline. Like work, work with that when you're in the warehouse. Not while you're out there, because that's how you get killed and get caught. And the whole thing is, he wasn't sure. It's no reason to set somebody making a sound. Mm-hmm. So you hear a sound from a place where you shouldn't hear a sound. You can put two and two together. I'll take the chance. So they leave. It's like, oh, we gonna get him? Like they don't have anything in there. Nah, we can't let go. Walk. Let's get him. Let's get him for six I- months. I have judicial command. I have command operation. They walk. I say they will walk. Let them. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but you know. The way he says, like, they're going to walk. Yes, they will walk. What are we going to get for BNA? I have control. I supersede you. They will walk. 
and the cop all mad because this dumbass want to do a Hindu squat. <laughs> like, sit your ass down, put the gun down. Oops. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? The Departed did the same thing. Oh, it's been a while since I watched that. Because they were in there with the Chinese and like that, and then they heard a sound because somebody like sat down and moved. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. And the difference was, I like Bob got so mad. I think he, he smacked the punch to do. Like, he was pissed. So, cop mad himself so they get away. So it's like, oh, what's going on? I'm up again, you know, I'm up getting tracked. Just assume my stuff being bugged and everything like that. <sighs> so. Then they kind of figure out. So they go on to us. What we gonna do? We gonna take the bank? Is the bank worth the risk? It's like you know. But Chris say, yeah, it's worth. Like Neil's like, you know, you gotta make your own choice in this one. And Neil's like, you know, for me, it's worth a pinch. So, but you gotta make your own choice. Chris is like, yeah, it's worth it. Mike's like, hey, whatever you say. He's like, nah, not nah, this nah, time. Not this time. What you gonna do? What you wanna do? He's like, feel like it's the right move to do. He's like, for me, yeah, you know, I could take it. It's the money. But you, you set. You got your wife and blah, blah, blah. Everything doing well. And he's like, you know, for me, the action is the juice. The action is the juice. Fucking Batman. Like, I don't need the money. I just like it. I just like it. I just, I like, just like beating up Joker's goons. <laughs> Trejo like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, he, he all laugh. Like, what are you gonna say? No. no. <laughs> but um, but no. So that's they're gonna decide that, but we need to talk more about the team because they just don't work together. They all live together or know about each other because they're out there all eating well, gonna get surveillance. Mm-hmm. And Chirito got what is that, a bracelet? She was a big ass rock, everybody laughing, just smiling, and just enjoying each other's company, and it's like everyone's happy. Yeah, for that, I think that's that one moment, everybody was good. I was good. And, you know, you see Trejo there with his Anna. You see everybody chilling. And you know who ain't, you know who ain't happy a little tight about that? Neil. <laughs> Call this woman. Oh, I was thinking about you. I thought it was going to be a one-night stand. Not for me. Can I meet you somewhere? So they out there. It's like, that's the first time you see he got some feelings. Because before he, the whole thing is, you know, they told me back in the day. Yeah, all attachments. Don't be attached to anything that you can't drop in thirty seconds. The moment the heat's around the corner. Mm-hmm. That 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 comes back in the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That ride you duffel bag. <laughs> now Philosophy. There, there you understand why ride you the way he is. Like nah, I'm just walk these streets. Yeah, but that'd be like ride you with a team. He got a team. Like, he knows these people, but he's like, you know, I'm friends with him, but time to go, time to go. That's the way it is what it is. So that's going on in their lives. That's the whole one mission that they're going to do. And they got the plans and everything like that. They're going to do that. Meanwhile, Wangro, let's not forget about him, It's just walk around playing serial killer. My God. After getting killing, some, after getting some uh, uh, sixteen-year-old sex, yeah, wild sex work. Oh, you was the most, most colossal fuck I had in my life. Uh, don't you be lying to me. I know when I know when you people lie. You understand? The devil's at your door tonight. 
He about to put his claws on him. Whatever the hell I talk that Bray Wyatt shit. Yeah, pretty much. Bash your brains in. It's like, damn. Tomorrow it's the third one. They don't say it's they don't say he did all of them, but it's like you put two and two, two together. together. So yeah. when he ain't fucking up missions, he just killing people. Yeah, he's the Yeah, that's part of the whole ugh. Yeah, I, and I forgot about that too. The whole sixteen year old uh sex worker. I was like, Oh shit, I forgot all about this scene. I knew what people had venom for him in this movie, but yeah, everything came back to me seeing that scene, like, yeah, somebody need to put a bullet in his ass. Yeah, and the funny thing is, it's not just it's like just because you had a reason to hate him more, they give you a reason. And they keep giving you reasons like this man, like I don't know if this is necessary. It's probably not, but it's just, it just make you hate Wayne Grow mm-hmm. a lot. So, and meanwhile, you know, Vincent Hanna is trying to go on. So he got all these people, you know, scoped out, knows who Trito is, knows who Chris Hurley is, knows Neil McCulley. It's like, oh, did some time in Folsom, did some time in this, and da, 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 da. Trying to find out what's going on. And it's like, oh, these guys are pros. So we got to, you know, got surveillance on them. So they try to, you know, catch them. Before you talk about the whole surveillance thing, when they try to catch them in the act and then they caught themselves, you're trying to find out why Vincent home life is the way it is. You know, you just left me out here. You just got me shut out. Well, you know, you say you got to, you know, share with me. We feel like you just, a, you know, a stranger in your own marriage. All right, what you want me to say? Hey, hon. <laughs> Somebody just put their little baby in a microwave, cooked them to death because they started crying. How was lunch? <laughs> Basically say, you know, it's a darkness in me that you can have a part of because that ain't the type of thing. That's how I roll. Like he basically saying, like, you know, I roll with deep shit. You don't really want to be a part of this. So that's always going to be an issue. And she like, look, I know your job is hard, but if you can't share nothing with me, then what am I married to? Yeah, they both they both have valid points. Um, I don't want to say nobody's right or wrong because, you know, it's not a right or wrong thing. Yeah, it's they just both seeing different things. It's kind of like, you know. But it's a reason I, why he I, been married I, three times, too. There's a reason for that. So it's kind of like he wants intimacy, but realizes he can't have it. But he can't do the whole Neil life where it's like, I'm just, you know, normal life. The fuck is that going to ball games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, going to ball games. Like, he's like, I don't give a fuck about the Lakers. 95, if they want to get season tickets, see Cedric Sabalos. What you talking about? That whole Neil vibe is kind of like, he, his whole thing, he feels attachments are stupid. It just makes you sloppy. And, I mean, the the one he interacted with is Chris is basically running, you know, kind of proving that. Yeah. All his, he has examples all around him. Like, nah, I just said that ain't for me. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, they out there trying to scope him out because they are parked like somewhere way out in like the docks. Or not like the docks, like, you know, storage storage facility is like, oh, we're going to go here and do this like that. Knowing they're under surveillance because the cops show up. It's like, oh, what are they trying to steal? They look at this building. It's like, oh, 
some medals here, some hubcaps here, and then Vincent put together. You know what they're looking at? You know what they're trying to find? Do you know what they were looking uh, at? Huh? I tell you. I'll tell, I'll tell you, you what they were looking at. Listen to me real good. <laughs> <laughs> they were looking at us. They were surveilling us. I don't know where they're at. Ah, fuck you. And he's Pacino on it up. We just got made. LAPD. <laughs> ah, motherfucker. He's good. He is good. Yeah. <laughs> And they're taking pictures to try to find out. It's because he's as Nate. It's like, oh, you know, Vincent Hanna. He's out there, you know, Chicago. He's a Marines. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like a detective, like lieutenant, major crime. Took out some big scores. Took out some dude in Chicago. Told me he'd been married twice. Like, you know, this man say, you know, he say he like you. He admire how you do. Like, you do good business. He basically warned him, like, you know, you sure you want to do this bank job when this dude chasing you? It's like, you know, it's worth the pinch. Be like, all right, brother. He just warned him. Like he give him the information. He asked a question. Once his answer, like, all right, he ain't pushing. Like, you sure? Like, you want to do it? All right, mm-hmm. free country, brother. <laughs> yeah. I'll go back. I go back to put the perm in my mullet. <laughs> you, you, yo, Shahi, you think I should do? This? I, don't, I don't think so. Hey, go ahead, brother. <laughs> do what you want to do. Free country. is a free country. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's that's going on. We jump back to my man Dennis Haysburg. It's like, oh man, why are you with me, baby? This honky out here. I I went to jail for what he's doing for free. Where <laughs> you working hard like that? Ah. You're doing the best you can. Fuck. Why, why are you with me, baby? He need money. Cause I'm proud. Of you. I know how hard it is. You doing you doing the best you can. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. I love you. You know about all state. Uh, it's a whole thing it's the whole you know a black woman standing by this black man that's trying to do the right thing and work hard and it's kind of like on one hand that's the type of woman you say you want to have on the other hand we're like she can't do better than that yeah some ex-con washing dishes oh girl you need to leave and I was like you know Tyler Perry was directing this they be getting slandered just oh slanted to heaven. Yeah, let's thank goodness Tyler Perry didn't have his hands on something like this. <laughs> no, but it's that whole, but it's not just him. He just, the premier name. But it's that whole, you know, black woman always got to settle. Yeah. Oh, he working hard. He doing the best he can. I just love him. Because like, the one man, dude, the, the dude she has is, is rich and, and beating her, but this, this, uh, truck driver who ain't making barely minimum wage is so nice and he go to church and that's the person you need baby and I'm like can we find an in between like do we have to like one day, he might own, one day in 16 years he might own his own truck and you'd have been there at his back what the fuck and meanwhile she's like a corporate lawyer driving a Porsche can we have like they, I, yeah just have an in between that's all I'm asking for she can't cause a co-worker either a womanizer he gay and Laquan doing the best he can. He ain't mean to rob that. He ain't mean to be an arm robbery did eight years. Now it is hard for the black man getting yes. support from the sisters. Oh, dusty Twitter. God. <laughs> that shit needs to die. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, it's tough out here, but the sisters should not have to suffer for us fucking up. They are not, they are not the avatars or the key holders in systematic racism. And they need to. 
be told to stop lowering their standards to elevate us. That is not their job. And I'm watching this movie, and I'm just thinking out here like, yeah, she a better one. Than them. They don't. They ain't doing that shit. No, man, this is a recession. 2020. Ooh, Ooh buddy. Love will make us through. Shit. Let's 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 get through this. <laughs> let's get through this. Yes, let's get through that. So they got that. So they go a whole thing is we gonna try to figure out how to get them through. So they figure the weak link is Chris or Chris's wife. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris's wife is having an affair with Hank Azaria, who not only is just a sleaze bag, but also you know corrupt himself. He got a record. He's like, you can't do nothing to me. This I'm in Las Vegas, like that, you know, happened in Las Vegas, LA. He's like, you know, well, send you to Las Vegas PD, they take you to Chicago, you get charged there, or you work with us. Oh man, I don't know why I got involved with this bitch. <laughs> Here come my favorite line of movie. She got you know I got you have it. And you got your head all the way up it. When I think of asses, woman's ass. Something comes out of it. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting on that. It was ad lib. I was looking at his mouth. He wasn't gonna say great. He was gonna say big. Mm-hmm. I saw how his moved and it changed. And I just laughed because Hank Azaria's like, what? That was not on the script. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? It's hilarious. Imagine a movie theater. He's just he just blurred out because she got a great ass. So you got your head all the way up it. And his he acted like his whole body, and his coworkers are laughing that ass off. Yeah, but they look like damn Pacino wilding again. <laughs> the thing, like, yeah, that's that's Vince, that's Vinny being Vinny. <laughs> you, you know well, the coke, the coke it. habit would have worked out a lot better with that though. I think it, 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 it explained it explain all this shit going on. Yeah. So, but when the coke habit is not kicking in, he's being a good family man because you see Natalie Portman there waiting to step. Oh, your father's gonna pick you up, that asshole. I just wanted some time to myself to wrap things. Like, this girl got some issues. They pick it up or anything like that. It's like, this girl got some stuff going on. They keep dropping you hints and everything like that. Like, what's up? What's up with her? So, who comes back in the scene? Wayne Grow. Because Van Zandt out there look like he'd take a shower in a week. I've been stuck in here. I've been sleeping here day and night. Motherfucker's <laughs> trying to kill me. Yeah, how if Wayne go find out? He go to the bar like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a cowboy. Scott Folsom. I'm a cowboy looking for some work. Ask about me. They ain't asking nothing. Like, all right, call this number. They always hiring people. They need to do some um, research. It's like, yeah, you know, I work with Neil. Oh, you work with Neil? Yeah. Did some big jobs together. Mm-hmm. Plural? Word? Maybe something happened on the on a deleted scene we missed. I saw you one fucking up. He's like, you know, yeah, you probably hear from him because he up to do his own thing. He ain't forget about you. Right. That man thorough. I'm on he let he got him shook like, yeah, you know, he gonna be in the ass though. If if I know Neil the way I know him, like wink nudge, he gonna come after you. Yeah. I might be some help to you though. Fucking punk. I can't stand Wayne Girl. <laughs> oh, he gets his. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. He then she gets his. So 
they tracking them somehow. They see them. They got the helicopters out. They see them on the highway. Moby's, Moby's playing. And it's like, you know, where you see them, see them out there, pull them over. And they both got the guns. So, you know, Neil got his just in case. Vincent got his. He's like, oh, aren't you going to follow me some, some coffee? You're like, all right, go, sure. All right, whatever. So they go through this, and this is the big showdown Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. This is the big marketing. The <laughs> this big is the market of the movie. Yeah, and it's basically like, like them basically breaking down their lives. Why they do what they do, what's going on. It's like, you know, they're chasing me. They Honestly. are very, you know, it's very far few in between that you see two people on both sides of the law and they're being honest with each other they're having an open and honest conversation about what I do it. this because I'm good at it I do my job because I'm good at it mm-hmm. like you know like why you want to you know rob stores like why you, you know don't 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 steal he's like that's what I do why don't you stop being a cop that's what I do it's like you know I know wild animal. You think I'm the type of us rob a liquor store, do some silly shit like that? <laughs> you know, like I'm a professional. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't have any attachments. You know, it's like, ain't that a lonely life? Like, yeah. You know, you got a woman. I got a, I got a woman. Could you leave her? <laughs> yeah. Push come to shove. Like, you know, I'm on marriage number three. So, you know, we're just going, you know, I got a stepdaughter's fucked up. Because a husband, you know, a daddy's just a fuck up. My third marriage, my life is just, you know, a disaster. Yeah. Because before you talk about, yo, why can't you normal? Normal. Fucking normal. Ball games? Ball game something? Yeah. yeah. Ball games. Ball games. <laughs> Lakers. Yeah. You want to see Nick Van Exel? Did you go Bar. check out those bills at the Super Bowl? <laughs> So they basically breaking down what they, you know, why they do what they do, how they, why they live the lives they live. Neil breaks down the whole, you know, attachments, dropping 30 seconds. Like, it's like a lonely life. He's like, yeah, it is. And Neil's starting to realize lonely life because, like, he's been breaking the rules. He's spending time with this woman after making fun of, like, everybody else are having attachments. And then the whole thing is like, yeah, we met. It's a shame, you know. I'm gonna put you down. But soon, if, yeah, if you beat yeah, like up again, between you and some, some like you know, some somebody you know, gonna be an orphan or gonna be you know, a widow because you take out some other like brother, you're going down. You like you know, it's a flip side to that. Yeah, we met and it's like that, but make no mistake, I will not hesitate. And the beautiful thing about this scene is they just did it on set. From IMDB, there was no practice. There was a you. There was just a conversation of these two characters are gonna meet and we gonna we gonna pop this scene out right here and there. I thought that was cool because it played out that way, like two people getting to know each other. Yeah, and the funny thing is, it said that coffee the coffee shop scene sold the narrows on the film, so they couldn't wait to do that scene. I bet. Damn, I want to get to do a scene with him once. He always working separate when we in movies. So. And it's kind of like, and that's the whole thing. They had not, these were like the two preeminent actors of that generation together. Yeah. At their peak. And it's funny because they do Righteous Kill years later and they both the same movie and that movie trash. <laughs> we, it's like, damn, that magic, that magic was gone. Yeah, it's it like, was you know, it's like Rock Cena 2. Yes. 
Oh, indeed. So that goes in. It's like they learn each each other. And then guess what else happened? We lost everybody. They dumped the surveillance. What? What? What do you mean? Lost? Gone? Yeah, you heard. I was just drinking coffee with Cody an hour ago. (laughs) He is heated. He is superheated. So they, because it's like I'm spending time drinking coffee, learning. Now they bounce out in the way. Anyone know where the fuck they're at? Uh, motherfucker, they's good. They just so good. So they scoping down, setting up security, like you know, basically hacking the security to ha- you know to change the feed so you don't see anybody. They got all the blueprints of the plan, and you know the funny thing is. If they don't get snitched on, that plan work. Right. They just walk in, walk out, no problem. Mm-hmm. So they plan everything to the letter. So almost everything plans to the letter because the day before, you know, day before they're going to do it. Oh no, the day of they're going to do it. They all day eating at, you know, at the cafe. They see such and such. It's like, oh, you recognize that guy? He did time. He's a hell of a wheel man. So that's why Dennis Haysburg matters. Mm-hmm. He did time with Neil. And they need him because who calls trail? Hey, man, can't shake him. How's my tail? Yeah, on my tail, man. I'm sorry I let you down. Or, I don't know. They're doing parallels. Let me beat you. How you know it follow? Oh, sorry, man. They let you down. He mad. And it's kind of like he pissed. And you want to, like, you know, what's going on? Is it the truth? See, the whole thing is kind of like you wonder – if that part was part of, you know, that really happened, and then later he got, you know, blackmailed, or he got blackmailed then. Yeah. And I want to say it was probably after that. Yeah. I want to I want to believe that they finally caught up with him after this and blackmailed him. Yeah. So, anyway, it's like, oh, what's this other thing going here? I got a job. I see the wheel, man. You still got it? Still got this police scanner? Like, yeah. Job. Right now, yes or no? Like, yeah. What you doing? Food burn. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You get a two-hand show. He's like, Fuck that salmon patty. I'm out of here. He was talking shit when Steve first started, too. He's like, you need to hurry up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I ain't get my break yet. <laughs> break. Called out. Break. Work. Break after. Keep keep on flipping right. these patties. Damn it. Damn it, burger up. He just mad. As he deserved to be. So. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. <laughs> oh fuck. Alright, I'm good. So now it is bank time. Oh my god. And keep in mind, normally in a regular movie, this would be like near the end. Oh, no. no, no, no. We <laughs> just two thirds through the movie. <laughs> yeah. We got a whole nother act to go through. This is just like, like a, a whole, we got like a, we got like a whole nother hour after this. That's why I realized how long this movie is. So I'm like sitting here, I'm like, this bank scene is like, I look at the clock, I'm like, wait, 155? 250? What the? Oh. Yeah, I did. Yeah, this movie shit. is long. Damn, Jeff. So anyway, they're in there, got the suits on, music start playing, and it's like, that's the whole thing. You see white men in suits, 
don't think nothing. Like imagine creepy ass Tom Sizemore just looking at you, like, hey, what's going on? And you just like, oh, he he got a suit on. You ain't worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> that man is built like Humpty Dumpty. And he got a suit on and he just looking sketchy and it's kind of like no problem. Then, he, then all of a sudden he put a mask on and Neil put a mask on. You see people that's why being a white man is like a camouflage. <laughs> Nobody see you until it's too late. Right. So they look, it look real different if that's like, you know, Michael Eden and Chris Brown. They're like, excuse me, you lost. <laughs> you trying to open up an bank account? <laughs> yeah. You know, he needs at least $500 for a checking account. You in the right place, sir? We don't do student accounts. <laughs> Good Lord. We don't do student accounts. And it would have been that. So anyway, they put the mask on and in the show time. Cause Chris out there put people down. He don't have his mask on first. You know. Bop somebody up the head with the slapjack. Yeah. A couple times. Like, you know, put your hands up. We're not here for you know, don't try to be a hero. We're here for the bank money, not your money. The bank money's insured. You won't lose a dime. Just be quiet. You go home tonight. Word. All right. I'm Word. just lay, lay on Word. the floor. All right. That's right. That's what cracked me up. People trying to be a hero for what? You ain't taking my money. Oh, I'm good. What? You got Best no case point. scenario, you stop them. You ain't getting no bonus. You're not getting no raise. Nope. You can get oh, fit, yeah. you can get a fifty dollars and and a pitch in the newspaper. No, we're gonna get you extra hour. PTO. <laughs> like, I never understood those security guards. Like, yeah, I'm going to risk them a lot. Like, for what? Because at best, you don't get nothing out of it. At worst, you die. And if they, and if they vindictive, like the town, they take your ID. If you got family, they die too. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen plenty of people like that. Let me get your driver's license just in case. I'm trying to hear all shit. And what to do? Like, oh, where's the key? I ain't got no key. <laughs> Give me the damn key. Yeah. And if, people, if people wonder why people go on Twitter to defend billionaires, it's because of shit like this. That's what happens. You out here risking your life for money that is not yours. Mm-hmm. You can find another job. That if it's all that, trust me. Might take a while, but you'll find another one. So they load the money, load the bags, everything all cool. Except the fact that somebody snitched and get a call. Oh, such and such bank. Getting robbed. All right, let's go. But they took off. Let's go. So they off there, get the guns parked. Like, all right, we're going to get, they already get out the, they already leaving the bank. All right, we're going to get them when they in the car. So they wait, they all load up. Uh, Michael's smiling. And then, you know, Chris, the last person, one second he's smiling. And then he see West Studi. And it's like, a, when I say it's a half second delay, at most is a half second. They go to I'm chilling to oh shit to let the chopper loose. <laughs> and that gun, like that gun will startle you. Yeah, I can't even do it. Wow. And he out there gunning folks down. And they and the whole thing, Vince out there too, like they cop shooting back. Vince out there with the chopper too. Yeah, oh yeah. And, when his partners get shot, he's like, come on, let's go. Like, let's, they got, the whole thing is like this. We want to do a peace. We built for war. Push come to shove. We're going to go ahead and war. They, he, get in the, he gets in the car. They driving the car, shooting out the back window and the front window. Like, fuck, we got to do what we got to do. So eventually, car gets shot up. <sighs> My man, Dennis Haysbert, 
dies. Out of you. He was flipping burgers early that day. He's making a patty melt. <laughs> so now the rest of them out here, like, let's go, cover me. And it's like the next 10 minutes, it's like gunfighting. They just gunning cops down like it's no business. Low ends, like, lower. Val Kim was out there doing his John Wick about oh, a, yeah. what, a decade? Yeah. Almost 15 years John Wick. That's the whole thing. We don't give it credit. We talk about John Wick when we just stand out. It's called like the train is so on point. He was doing that in '95. It's got ignored. I think I think his his scene too. They show, oh, this is how you supposed to load up your uh, gun or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. They just got all types oh, of. If you the whole thing is they don't beat you over the head while a professional this. They just do it. Yeah, they just. But do if it. you know how Michael Mann move, you know like he don't fuck around. Like when he wanted when he get in depth. He gets in depth. Yeah. Like he knows his shit. He knows his shit. He knows how to shoot stuff. But that's the type of thing where it's like, she ain't a fan there or like that. You're not going to pay attention. Like, you don't know any better. Used to people just shooting, hitting whatever. These people shooting, they hitting. So eventually he gets shot in the shoulder. And he's still like, the whole thing like this. Neil dropped, you know, 30 seconds my ass. He grabbed him. Like, let's go. So he out there pulling him out. And somehow, I still don't know how they escape. Yeah, they got the fuck Driving out the of station there. wagon with all the doors and the and the hatchback open. Hey, when you gotta get out of there, you gotta get out of there. How? I can't tell you how, but they got out of there. I mean, it's like fucking playing spy hunter. Somebody I know gotta... how. No, you know what it was? Because they killed like six. They killed like eight or nine cops. Yeah. They killed the backup, so it wasn't nobody to chase. And meanwhile, they wasn't, you know, because Vincent was chasing them. But the whole thing, like, Neil, take five steps, shoot back. Take six steps, shoot back. So they best escape. Michael, on the other hand, he got delayed because they got, you know, they got split up. And then his fat ass is running the suit, falls in the fountain. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got like, he got like, what, $4 million on his shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> and a gun, and he ain't like he, he ain't like he spelt. This man is not Jerome Bettis. <laughs> go, hey, you ever get just go back and listen? Whoa, <laughs> that's that hilarious. Face first, then he pulls like, like fuck this. Grabs a kid as a shield. Punk ass. This man got this man got multiple kids himself. This man is just probably realize, oh. he has kids, and he's probably a fucking millionaire. Nah, I'm gonna grab this kid for a shield. Fuck out of here. I'm just trying to think, like, what did he? That's the whole thing. He was not the thinker of the team. His was like, you know, like, not that he wasn't effective. Like, when he had to do stuff, he did it. But I'm like, what was his plan? I have no idea. I wish I knew. All right, I want a chopper. (laughs) Then I let the kid go. You think that's gonna work? So, no. So, Vincent out there waiting. And then soon as and the whole thing is, soon as Chirito turns around, he know. Cause he go eye to eye, you see him, bow, right know. in the skull. Took him out, right? You alright? You okay? Are you alright, little girl? Good. Go find yeah. your mother. <laughs> so meanwhile, you know, Chris, Chris and Neil got the mob doctor played by you know who that is? You recognize Yes. Him, right? I know who it is. Fucking um 
Jeremy Piven. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think his name on Boy, that boy hair failed him early. <laughs> His Bro, head. It be like that sometimes. Hey, I understand I got a bald head now by choice, but I, I couldn't imagine how I feel just to be like your early fucking 20s and like, nah, I got to get rid of this shit. Um, I can. I, I, I don't even know your pain, but I appreciate I I respect it, though. I, I, I can understand, Jeff. I, 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 I did it by choice. I got to see what was in my early 20s. Well, fuck you very much. What do you have to do with that in the early 20s? I didn't mean it like that. I don't know why. I can imagine how it was. It was so young. And I'm just sitting here like, like I can imagine it. Babe, can... why did you get the hair out back? Tell me to cut out. That's not, the, that's not them, Mom. I forgot. I forgot you said you lost your hair early. My bad. Mm. <laughs> meanwhile, they get the book out. It's like, oh, you know, no artists cut, broken clavicle. Damn. People, it's kind of funny. Like, damn. They get hit with. Yeah, but he said it didn't get any, um, it just hit tissue. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Broken clavicle, that's a bad thing. You give some blood, rest six to seven hours. Three hours. No. Three, three hours. Three hours. That's all you can have. Three. That's it. That's it. Let me get your shirt. What? <laughs> I have to get him like a whole stack of money. My kids gave me this, man. Fuck that. Fuck about who gave me this shirt. He's about to hit the Fuck Brock Lesnar. Fuck your kids. <laughs> so, meanwhile, I called Nate, talking about what happened. Stay at Nate's house. Talking about, you know, Mike dead. What happened? Like, who wasn't there? Trejo. Yeah, Trejo. So they figured, like, you know, who snitch? That's the only way it makes sense. Because no one else would have known. And they're like, well, Trejo wasn't there. And everybody else was here died. So Nate gonna come get him. And then they try to figure out what's going on. So he goes to Trejo's crib. And all you see is Anna's foot. That's all you see, like a glimpse. Mm-hmm. She did. And you see Trejo laid out. Like they bashed his brains out. Yeah. Cold, man. Can't Neil. Neil. Where's Anna? It took Anna. I had no choice. Do you tell him about the plan? I don't know, Neil. <laughs> Come on, you sure? I don't remember, Neil. Who did it? The man's working did working for Wayne Grow and another said Van Zan Van Zan. I'm called Oswald. Uh, I can't feel my leg. It took my hand up, man. Don't leave me like this, Holmes. <laughs> this scene is so damn sad. Don't leave me like this, man. I'm cold. I can't feel shit. Just go ahead and get that over don't, with. Like, don't leave me like this, Holmes. I see my head again. Neil. And it's kind of like, I haven't seen Danny Trejo have a scene like that since. I can't think of anything else. Because they never let him have, because it's like, it's funny where <sighs> it's weird. It's kind of like they don't Certain people just get typecast, which he did. And before I did those things, like you know, I'm just a mean looking dude. And then, uh, and then the joke was when they let him be like, you know, in um, 
what's that movie? Spy Kids, where he's like, oh, he's a funny man cracking jokes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, he can do drama. Yeah. He was good. Dramatic. He's dramatic. Like, he's good. They're just kind of like, oh, just be mean thug number three. <laughs> so, see, anyway, take, so he's dead. And then they see they're having a shootout. So Dennis Haysburg's wife's like, see, girlfriend sees that. It's like, oh, violent shootout when the person such and such, Dennis Reardon. And she just like starts shaking. Thought he was going to be straight. Like, she just lost it. Um, Ashley Judge is pissed. Mm-hmm. God damn you, Chris. Motherfucker. God damn you, Chris. Call. You pick me up. Me and the baby now, two hours. All right, but call Hank is there. Like you get them cheeks two hours to pick them up. <laughs> so they try to figure out what's going on. So it's kind of like you know plans afoot. So they figure out. Vince is like, all right. So at most we got is ten hours. So you're gonna have to have a new plan to get out. Because he figured like he can't trust the old plan. And then once he's gone, he's gone. And they're on the same page. He's like, you know, he told me I need a new plan. You're like, yeah, what about the old ones? Did you give it up? Can not trust it? How could I? Yeah, it's like, how all that shit happened, would you still trust your old way getting out? I don't think so. Yeah. So he gets to add, he asked Nate to get, you know, plan for him to get out, find out where Van Zan is. And then find out where Wangro is. So, and meanwhile, tells he like, oh, you know, he's making his own plan, go to New Zealand. Just, so the original plan was he was gonna leave and she's gonna follow. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, because she didn't know nothing about his life at the time. At first, like he said, first he thought, like, Are you married? You always come and go. Like, no, nah, I am the furthest thing from married. <laughs> Let's clear that up. Yeah, I started from zero, and then I met you, and the whole thing is like, you know, go somewhere, you can work with me, it's like that. It's like, what about money? I got plenty of money, don't worry about that. And it's like, yeah, the man probably rich, he just don't spend his money. He probably doing well. So that was the original plan. And then she find out what he do, and she's like, <laughs> you gonna let me go? Yeah, you wanna go, go. Tomorrow? What about right now? You just go because first she just run out like, <laughs> yeah, she doing. And they roll it down the hill. <laughs> what do you do? I'm not a salesman. She uh, but she had the reaction you would expect uh, a woman to have, really realizing what's going on. Of course, because like I'm, I thought this guy was just a middle aged handsome salesman. He's a bank robber and a murderer. Oh yeah, this. It's time, like, you know, I mean, eventually she, the funny thing is, she cool with it eventually. Yeah. Cause she like, and that is show when a woman love you, she down for whatever. Yeah. She loved you too. She, like, reala- yeah. she realized, uh, this motherfucker just left me. <laughs> he just dipped. Yeah. And it's like, you know, huh? You just kind of like, oh, that's how it go. You love him. You love him. <laughs> That is hilarious. So that's going on. So he finds Van Zant. Van Zant thinking, thinking all slick, just watching the game. 
<laughs> you kick back. <laughs> that, that same house, that same house that the South Africans were staying in, Lethal Weapon Two. I could not live in a house that had like just big ass windows and no, you know, yeah, no, walls. It's like ain't no privacy. It's just weird. I don't know. Because all somebody gotta do is do what Neil do. He grab up there, grab a chair, throw it in there. Where's Wayne grow? Ow. Where's Wayne grow? How the hell should I know? Don't don't. Out. Mm-hmm. See you later on Prison Break, punk. <laughs> you stupid. You know I never watched Prison Break. Either. But it's like so many people from that show I've seen in every other thing. So I've I've never seen an episode of Prison Break, but I remember when it was on. So that's out there. You know, Vincent kind of find out, like, oh, who snitch anything like that? What's going on? How'd we find out? So they find out his right hand man snitch, and he out here fighting the cops. Hmm. I don't know why people think they can shoot the fear on with the cops. The cops got guns and you don't. That must be that super white privilege. Uh, perhaps. No, no, actually, you're right. They know perhaps. Because it ain't no, I'm a, let's square up with, with the police. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, only, the only black man doing that is Blade. And that's because that's Blade. <laughs> ain't nobody like, yeah, police come up there, or I'm going to throw some hands. What? <laughs> You think you're going to win and knock them out and just walk away? This ain't a Hong Kong Kung Fu movie. That ain't how it work. Uh, so anyway, they figure out what's going on. So he's like, you know, he worked for Van Zandt. They got ripped off. Van Zandt's dead. Van Zandt found out from Wayne Grove. who's staying somewhere under the name Jameson. Yeah, Wayne Grove knows what's up. He out there staying incognito. And they think he's like, you know, if he's going to do anything, he's going to go after Wayne Grove before he leaves. And here's the thing. He comes back. He's like, gonna make the plan. He's like, where's Chris? Chris left. Get Charlene. He left. Thomas come back. Like, yeah. Free country, brother. <laughs> I mean, he got a point. Like, I, I mean, he grown. He do what you gonna do. He's like, what do you say, Charlene? She's my world. Everything revolves around her. Right. Maybe they had to do. People at this point, mm-hmm. people making decisions uh for themselves now. It's time to get the fuck up out of here if we can. And the whole yeah, and the whole thing is like this is the plan, the plan to land five minutes and then go back. Got fresh fresh ID. Fresh, you know, everything. Fresh plastic, everything good to go. Passport, and he got that. They got that done quick. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, go ahead and go. I, I call you at I call you at night to let you know if anything good. I need a friend like Nate. That man handled business, and then he do all like that. Just go back on his business with his perm. So <laughs> you had the Al Sharpton shit going. I never seen that. I don't know why. Uh, no, never saw a white man have an Al Sharpton. Uh, that is watch. hilarious. I'll put that. I'll put the two pictures side by side on Twitter tonight. You watch the boy. Woo. So meanwhile, eventually, you know, Charlene get caught up, and you know, Sergeant Drunk and my man Mikel to give him a speech, like you know. You need to snitch on Chris. Because if you don't, you know your accessory, right? Get caught in 
son grow up, be part of the system, because nobody really take care of him. Go from foster home to foster home, robs a car, get taught at Chino and Folsom. No, the hell education. Life is crude. She tried. They trying to scare, but she seemed kind of like ah, whatever, man. I ain't trying to hear this shit. I, I mean, she like it worked because yeah. it's kind of like he right. He's like you know, Chris made his choice. Don't let the son you know suffer for that. You know how that is. And it was kind of like she was already one foot out the door anyway to begin with. Even before all this stuff went down, and it's kind of like, yeah, she love him, but she know this life ain't working. This whole one last job, be all right. It's like, okay, he get this money, he gonna stop gambling. Things gonna be cool. I mean, the Bills got to the works. Super Bowl eventually. Uh, have they? I said That's eventually. I said eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happened yet. Nah, it's, it's, it's 2020. <laughs> This, so this, we still we still waiting on that. So he basically like you know scares it straight, like you know snitch and like that. So he leaves trying to find her. Got the car, got the hat. He looked like he like half past dead. Mm-hmm. Like he still be in bed. Like go back to sleep, like, bro. Boy, hey, I see my baby. He bring that big smile. He's smiling. Oh, look! Before we keep going here, Al Kimmer was really in his then, bag around this time too. Not to mention he was going to do a back and forth with Batman forever. Keep going. I he, mean, you got this tombstone. He was like, really like Valkyrie was is bad. Yeah, he was doing like, people think about like 80s. I'm like, no. From everything up until like kiss, kiss, bang, bang, Valkyrie was in his bag. And then he started doing them movies with 50 Cent. <laughs> That was on Netflix. I'm like, somehow they became friendly. They're like three straight movies. I'm like, what the hell? Why is Val Cameron 50 Cent on these Netflix movies? Yeah, something just went off uh, the rails there. And he, and he start having that same haircut, haircut John Voight had without the dark and lovely in it. <laughs> oh, shit. He wants to what well, it go wrong. That's, so anyway, he think everything cool. And then she gave him the signal. Like, nah. Don't come up here. Bounce. His whole face changed. He's like, you know, he ain't gonna never see his wife again, probably. Wife or son. Oh, yeah. But son, you know, understands it's kind of like you know, yeah. She didn't have to do that. She loved me enough to like tell him to run, but it's kind of like you know, gotta make a choice. And then he played off like, oh, you know, we get apartment somewhere. All right. And they stop him on there like ID checkout, car checkout, everything good to go. He drives away. Normally, people, normally a different movie. He get caught. But, yeah. Like we saw, I haven't set it off. Oh boy, did we? Hey, Cleo, Cleo, like um, Queen Latifah and Vivica Fox didn't get to just walk away. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so his story is done. It's like, oh, guess we're gonna be waiting here. And it's like one last love from Ashley Judd. Does that? <sighs> so. Neil, you know, Vincent can't deal with Wayne, bro, because he just happened to do his own thing. He just happened to go home. Oh, first he goes there to mo. He having white problem. Oh, where we going? Where are you going? Cause she all dressed up like out. He's like, all right. So he probably realized, like you know, Marisol on the rocks. And then he come home one time, and she got some slubby looking dude. I said, sit down. No, we gotta get to like you know. You're not mad. I'm mad. You go ahead. You can plug my wife. 
and her ex-husband's postmodern dead tech monstrosity of a house. But what we do not do is watch my fucking TV. <laughs> that shit was like a 12-inch. It absolutely was the TV that Michael Scott was talking about at the dinner party episode. I love my TV. I wouldn't play play a Super Nintendo on that small-ass TV. Oh, I remember those TVs, too. That's the bad thing. Uh, Yes, we all do. And this is funny where I don't think they make TVs that size anymore. God, if anybody got that TV, they need to be blessed. (laughs) Imagine watching... Um, the Avengers on like a 15 inch zenith. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, I don't know if that's Hulk or the Jolly Green Giant. I'm like, what is happening? Where's the HDMI? <laughs> Boy, for anyone that's under like the age of like 30, y'all have no idea what we used to go through. Like, we were doing R switches. Sometimes you had to take the screwdriver and unscrew the back. To put the adapter on, screw it back on. If you had the, if you had the audio video, if you had like the red, yellow, white cables, you was like, oh, who this rich, who this rich asshole? Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm about to, re- yeah, you want the tape? I'm gonna record it for you. Nice, you got stereo sound? Word? You got a S? You got? A, I remember I got S video cable. I thought I was the cat's ass. Yeah, I remember. Oh, um... I had this white friend when I was younger. I think I'm like, ooh, maybe like 11 or 10. And he used to always get the pay-per-views. So I couldn't get them all the time. So what he would do is he would get he would watch them and then record them on tape. I would give him a blank tape. He would record them for me. And I'd have them like three days after the pay-per-view. Man, I was looking out. That was the plug, wrestling plug back in the day. Yeah, I used to get the free pay-per-views because I didn't realize we had, we had a hot box. I didn't realize we were stealing. I thought it was just a hookup. Yeah, yeah, I got that eventually too. I, oh, I mm-hmm. love that thing. And we had it too. We had it for a long time. We was watching all the pay-per-views. The fights. My mm. place a hookup. I was every WCW, WWF pay-per-view. Our place was the place to be. <laughs> had it good. Then they then they switched it to digital. It was like, nah, that shit went out the window. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't stealing no more, motherfuckers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck y'all, capitalism. <laughs> so anyway, he mad. He's like, you know, you're not gonna get mad. Y'all mad out here, but this this is what it is. Like, you get, that's what I have to do to base myself with this loser to close my match. Like, what's the dude's name? Uh, Frank. I want to say no. Was it Frank? It was oh, something because he kept saying the name over and over again. Yeah, he's like, right, right. Shut up. Sit down. <laughs> like, shut up. He told me, shut up. That man was shook. Man, didn't know what he walked into. Mm hmm. Thought he was going to get some middle-aged sex. Like, nope. That, the whole thing is like, he was just. And it's funny, like, now that's a trope. Yeah. His name is Ralph. Ralph. There you go. Xander Berkeley. That's who that was. Man from the key. The man has been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he looked a lot, a lot different back in the um, 90s. Ralph was having fun. Air Force One, Terminator 2, Shanghai Noon. He's been a whole lot of stuff. Walking Dead. <sighs> yeah. He told us, sit down. Sit down, Ralph. Let me tell you something. 
I can't watch my TV, Ralph. Mm-mm. He took the TV with him. Just to throw out the car later. <laughs> That's some petty shit. That is a level of petty right there. So his marriage is based in the dumps. But just in case you feel like his life can't get any worse, it do get worse because he come home and a stepdaughter in there with her wrist cut. Yeah. And he is shook. Tell out there. I think cut both her all this. You need to call cardiology and general surgery. He like he know everything. The whole thing. Like he know exactly who to call because he been through like this. The wife shows up. It's like he gonna be safe. Like where's the dad at? Like oh. She don't care about that. She chose you. That's what she did at your house. And then she like, you know, you think we can reconcile? Because you see him like a strong, a different light. Like, you know, this is the man I'll marry. When push on the shelf, he'll be there. And, and he like, you know, I can't make no promises. He's right about me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how a different move, like, oh, we can work it out, get back together. This one like, nah. nah, I'm not the one for you. He pretty much said, he said, I'm not, I'm not the man that you want or need pretty much. But they still kind of left it open kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, here's the biggest thing. They leaving. Neil got the money, get the call. And what I tell here's you. the thing. <laughs> Nathan had to tell him, but the whole thing is, look, because you my friend, you ask, I'm going to tell you about, you know, address right here, but I know you don't care about it, right? Because you don't got time for it. You're like, no, nah, okay. You're like, all right, you're home free. Peace out, brother. And this whole thing, like, it's a free country. He asked him for the information. He gave him the information. A different friend would just, like, I couldn't find out. Which friend are you? <sighs> Oof. You know, I had to think about that. I'm, I'm leaning slightly toward Nate because I'm always kind of like, you know, I want people to have all the information and they make their own decisions. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. But withholding information is kind of like, that seem unfair. But on the other hand, it's kind of like, Knowing where that can lead you, it's like because he was free. Trying to feel partly responsible, he was gone. Yeah. He was free without that information. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. He was free, been good to go, and everything like that. Because he was like, you know, Michael, your friend Michael. Yeah, he died. He have to go. Made his own choice. You know, it's like he was kind of like that's my friends, but they make their own choices. Chris made his choice. Mike made his, and it's kind of like you know, you got you got the money. So probably because keep in mind, um, Cerrito got shot. The other two got their money. They ain't dropped the bag. They kept the bags. So if it split three ways, they each got what four million minus expenses. Yeah. So you got let's say three point five and whatever else you got saved up, you're good to go. You go ahead and live your life. He's about to do that, and you're just driving. Ego. And then it's like, you got time? I got to stop and do something. And I was like, soon, as soon as I was like, ah, shit, it's never in well. The one time, he he breaks the code twice. They both bite some ass. Getting involved with Edie and then trying to get revenge on Wayne Grow. Yep. And the first one wouldn't been as bad. The first one was like, you know, understandable, but it's kind of like, eh, you're breaking this rule, but it's like, understandable, you won't be loans forever. The Wayne Grow one, I kind of get was like, nah, go. The heat on you. But his go. pride wouldn't leave. let him. He couldn't leave with that. His pride wouldn't let him. He's like, because he got one He got one over on me. I'm like, he couldn't live with that so, shit. He, and it's kind of like, you can understand, he's the responsible, like, all his, basically, his whole, t- like, you know, 
It's a trickle effect. Trey Everything that he gone. did trickled effect. Trito gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, Breeden, like Dennis Haysbert, gone. Chris, life shattered. So all the people he knew and respected, they all like gone, like dead, or like, you know, life basically over. So trigger effect indeed. So it's like, you know, I couldn't live myself if I let that slide. And that, as much as I crack jokes on, I can I can understand. Yeah. I can understand. That's fair. Still still a bad decision. I, but I absolutely but believe it was a bad decision. We've all made bad decisions before, and I can understand that bad decision because I can understand the reason behind it. And Vince is like, oh, he long gone. I just know. Bye, motherfucker. On the plane. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep for a month. I'm going to take a shower. And I'm asleep for a month. Because he kind of figured out, you know, that's how the sense would make. You know, Wango got all this stuff around him. It's been 10 hours. Bounce. Smart move. Everything everything he know about Neil is like, that's a smart move to make. That's a smart play. Neil always do a smart play. Except for this time. So, he's in there. He, you know, dresses up. Beats up a cop. And it's like, you know, Wayne grows in there chilling, room service, someone I can do. Room, you know, set the fire alarm. It's like, fire alarm, we love the door. I can't leave here. He's like, oh, guys, escort you out. And then when he peeks in, he sees the back of his head. He knows who it is. As soon as he sees, like, all right, we can't work this out, brother. <laughs> nope. You could crack the door over like a dummy. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even understand that. Why am I opening the door? No, he's he gonna have to come and kick this door down. Not just I'm gonna crack it and make it easier for him. <sighs> so look at me, look at me, <laughs> look at me. Shoot some, shoot some, shoot some the throat. First, shoot some the throat. <gasps> shoot some the chest. Shoot some the skull. So he's out of there. He's leaving. Everything good to go. Edie's there waiting in the car. And then Vince is there. He about to be and he about to be there. Be safe. You see Vincent. Looks at Edie. Looks at Vincent. Edie has no idea. Then he just leaves. Mm-hmm. I could just imagine what's going through her mind. I was ready to accept your criminal ass and you just bounce. <laughs> That, she and she'll know the reason why. She'll know he's being chased. She'll know he's doing it basically the same work. Like, he can't get a car and drive off. Yeah. You know what? He probably could have. Vince is on foot. But he probably figured out, you know, Vince is jumping the car. They ain't going to get in a plane and then, like, leave the plane getting shot at. So, yeah. He didn't want to get dragged Edie down. So he left. His rule finally kicked in. You know, 30 seconds by. And the look on her face is so hard. Like, she's like, I can't. What? What happened? What is happening? Mm-hmm. So, my, you know, they running. He running to the airport. First, I'm like, he's going to run to the plane. It's probably the first time. I, like, I knew how it ended. But I was just wondering, like, he runs to the airport. Like, he's going to run on the plane, escape like everybody else. So he's running through, trying to play high. See, they shooting at each other. Give me the shot. And they playing, you know, Metal Gear Solid Hot and Seek. <laughs> you stupid. And they basically they stalking like yeah. they stalking each other. And Neil has to jump on them. 
But what happens is, like, they set up, like, you know, planes flying off, throwing off people's sound, and throwing off the light. And what happens? Vincent sees a shadow when a plane flies over. So he sees Neil, because Neil had to jump on him until the shadow popped up. Because soon Neil turned, Vincent plucked him three times. Doom, doom, doom. I told you I wasn't going back. Back he there holding his hand. And he like, you know, be there when he die. Yeah. The movie ends. It was it was it was a very high respect for each other they had. Even though, you know, they saw stuff different. They respected each other. Cause I ain't holding no what am I holding your hand for? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Get out of here. But he did, so. So and the movie ends. And that's heat. That's heat. Uh we shorten it up for y'all. Because, uh, like I said, this is a long movie. This is a long, but it's really good. It's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you go watch it. Don't listen to us because we—I don't even think this show did it any justice. But it was a fucking hell of a movie, man. If you got time, you might have watch it. Where else you gonna see a movie that has Ashley Judd and Tom Luke in it? That's also true. <laughs> and you know, I never understood what happened to Tone Low because I always thought he was really good in the roles that he they put him in. If I give you this, you're going to take care of the shit I need you to take care of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you just want me to take out your competition? You just a You got to fucking give me something! So, uh, yeah, that was Heat, and I guess uh, Shahid already dropped a bomb. We're going to keep it with Michael Vane and go with Collateral next week, which I, if it wasn't for Shahid, I wouldn't watch this movie. I think that was one of the first movies we talked about. That was the movie. That was the other movie. He was like, you never saw that? I said, no, I ain't never watched that movie. And I forgot the reason why I, don't, why I didn't watch the movie, but you were the, re- you were the reason why I watched it in general because you kept saying it was good. So I was like, let me give this movie a chance. So, yeah. My favorite Tom Cruise role. Uh, Tom Cruise is really, really good in this movie, and better than I even saw it the first you know, time. I think every time I see it, I'm, I always see something different. I was reading this article, this interview about Danny Newton. She told me how she worked with Tom Cruise on Mission Impossible Two. She said like the hardest thing with him is he just is so intense, and he feels like he wants everything to be perfect, but he feels like it can only be perfect if he controls everything. And it can be real awkward. He's talking about, and she was talking about like his metabolism so high, she was watching like as a zit formed. Oh, and wow. expanded them shooting like a scene. Like started from like a white head to like a full blown zit. Something that would normally take two days. It's like she saw like a like a couple hours. That man is a maniac. Oh yeah. And he's a good hero, but he's a but those same traits that makes him what he is is awesome as a, as a villain. Cause he is just kind of like, it's something off. It's something just kind of like it's his energy there, like that whole. If Superman was like lean a little bit, he'd be a he'd be a, a horrible villain. Well, yeah, we saw Superman yeah. three, and yeah, and this like no, and him is just kind of like you know he got the silver hair and the suit, mm-hmm. and he just cracking jokes. You, you shot, you killed him. Nah, the fall killed him. Yeah, because everything he, he, oh man, it's, he's not, how can I say it? Everything that he says and does is to the point. 
And it's like I said, oh, the fall killed. Like, I didn't kill him. The fall yeah. did. Well, he's <laughs> a prick. Talking about, yeah. about some fat guy. You, you care about Greenpeace? Care about what happened to Rwanda? 10,000 people died in Rwanda. Nobody say nothing. I killed one fat Angelino. You throw throwing a hissy fit. He's making points. <laughs> I'm like, he's he right. He a prick. Yeah. And this is like, and this is also like, you know, the year of Jamie Foxx. True. Because it's yeah. like this. It's like Ali, this, Ray. Oh, boy. And then Jamie Foxx is like, I'm Jamie Foxx. Because keep in mind, he got he won the Oscar for Best Actor for, for Ray. He got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Collateral. Yeah, I remember that. Same too. same year. Same yeah. year. I that's so I think that's when like, I started paying attention to uh Jimmy Fox more, especially when he got to uh Ali. <laughs> Cause that role. So, yeah. It's something to be said that Jamie Foxx is both great and wasted. Cause he is extremely talented. You always get the feeling like he hasn't maximized his talents. Yeah, I can I, I understand what you're saying. I totally I always get that. Like the same thing to a lesser extent with like Will Smith. Yeah. Where it feels like, you know, it's they could do more. And like, what's his life had that same feeling? Like they could do more if they wanted to, but they don't. And I and I feel the most that Jamie Foxx, like he could sing his ass off. He's funny as hell. And he could do drama. Yeah. They've you know, tried. Like, They've tried in numerous movies. This thing is basketball. He's good at them. Yeah. It's like it's and it's funny, like he hasn't had a bad career. You just feel like he should have had a better one. Well, I'm sure his bank account speaks differently. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, guess guess what? He get the date. <sighs> okay, we can wrap up with this. I know. It's, I don't know. We talked about on the show because I'm like, you know, he got the date. Pretty Rachel Dawes. Yeah, it's funny how each episode we somehow weave Batman into this. I don't know if we talked about on the show. Or we talked about off the show. But if we did, I'll probably bring it up. I'm still mad this whole Maggie Gyllenhaal thing. No, you talked about it last week. We actually talked about this last week on air. It still bothers, it still bothers me. It vexes me. You know why? Because people feel real comfortable, not just fans on Twitter, like people in journalism, people that's like important to have, like run websites tomorrow. Oh, you know, how could you imagine Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent chasing. They should have been lusting after Katie Holmes. You imagine how the movie would have been there if the Joker's terrorizing her and not ugly Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like, people have no problem talking about why they swap her out with an ugly actress. Like, one, calling her ugly, and then two, just being comfortable talking that made the movie worse. Yeah. There's really bad issues with that. It, 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 uh, yeah. That shit don't sit right with me. Either. And, and I had friends of all, oh, yeah, Dark Knight. Is that with Ugly Rachel? I'm like, what? Like, one, as I said before, beauty is subjective. Yeah. She's not ugly. She just may not be no. a cup of tea, which is fine. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of people that don't think Katie Holmes is all that. That's fine, too. You get to like who you like. And it's just that. And I'm like, Maggie Gyllenhaal is a better actress. I mean, she just is. At the end of the day, that's your matter. That's kind of like that'd be compared if somebody I'm gonna beat up your guy again. Uh, you go act on like I don't care. If you swap out Scott Eastwood for Michael Shannon. Oh, cut that cut that shit off of Scott Eastwood. I just be saying that shit to fuck with you. I'm just yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, I want to pick somebody. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's a difference. They do different roles. The movies, you know, because I'm like, okay. 
You think Katie Holmes? Could you imagine Katie Holmes and Aaron Eckhart together? No. Nah. Yeah, like Maggie Jill. Like I, the thing is, I couldn't picture Maggie Gyllenhaal and Kristen Bell together, but I can easily picture Maggie Gyllenhaal and Aaron Eckhart together, which was the point. So it fit. You keep Katie Holmes in there, and it's like, uh, hey Dawson. <laughs> yeah. Hey Dawson. Yeah. Like it's just I don't think she got the gravitas to play that role off, and that was needing that one. So I just want to say that and just leave that be. But uh. We we definitely gonna leave that be. Uh, Y'all stop with the bullshit about the Maggie chilling hall shit. Uh, let me get out of here because uh, I got work tomorrow. We were recording this. So on do the- I. Oh yeah, you do. But see, I'm an hour ahead, so I'm way behind. Oh, I, I need to tell my clock that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, we live a different. We record this on Wednesday night. I'm hopefully going to put this up by Friday morning. So it should be up by Friday because I'm not going to transfer everything tonight, but it'll be up Friday. Hope y'all enjoy it next week. I should have a calm week. Nothing's going on. And that's what I like. So we can knock these show on collateral. And hopefully we can start this sports thing back up because you know what I have noticed too? Since this whole pandemic and people ain't got nowhere to go, Jeff, the, the the sports side numbers been rising. I don't know if I told you that. Like people listening to old yeah. episodes. I'm like, what the fuck y'all listen to these old ass sports episodes? But that's for everything, pretty much, especially on uh SoundCloud. Uh because oh, we got we definitely got stuff to talk about considering what's going on in college and the pros. Yeah. Shout out to The Rock and his wife. Uh well not wife, ex wife, excuse me. Uh they are co owners of uh the XFL now, which is just it's crazy because me and you both watch ballers and we know how that played out. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter or Facebook, the real Jeff versus the World on Instagram. You can follow Shahid at Dr. Philly Drugs on all those yeah. sites. Well, not all of them, but on Twitter and Instagram. Uh until next week, uh peace. Peace out.